She's a small wonder. I'd like you both to meet Vicky. A child unlike other girls. And that's a real kid, right? No, no, it's a robot. Made of plastic. Microchips here and there. You're my voice input child identical. V I C I I pronounce it Vicky. Hey there, everybody. Angela Bowen here, the host of She's a Small Wonder, a Small Wonder podcast. Uh, It's been a while, hasn't it, since the last time I've done an episode. Well, today I have a fun little episode. It's Season 1, Episode 8, entitled The Bully. Well, there's nothing left of the imagination with that title. (laughs) This episode aired on October 26th, 1985. When a bully exerts Jamie's Fearless Five Club for a daily dollar, Jamie ends up with a black eye. Lucky for him and the club, Vicky is tougher than any bully. I mean, seriously, all she has to do is, like, lift this kid in the air and he will immediately wet himself with fear. This episode's got a 7.6 out of 10 rating based on 22 ratings on IMDb. The episode was directed by John Boab, writers Jurgen Wolf, and Howard Leeds, the creator. Howard Leeds has done a lot of stuff, from Small Wonder to Silver Spoons, Punky Brewster, and currently the show that I'm currently watching for myself, Different Strokes. This guy has had his hands in so many shows. Now, if the boy who plays the bully looks familiar, it's because, if you remember the Wonder Years, he played the bully in the Season 2 episode entitled Fate. His name was Eddie Panetti. He's played by Robert Jane. Or is it J-A-Y-N-E? He plays Ernie in this episode. (laughs) This kid had a face for being a bully. He really, really did. It's like he was primarily cast just for that look. No way was this boy going to be the teen heartthrob that all the girls wanted to be with. He was a bad boy, and by a bad boy, I mean this guy was a jerk. The character. He was also in an episode of Who's the Boss? He was a kind of a bad guy, maybe sort of bullied, that Jonathan... Uh, Bauer took up with when he was starting junior high. He wanted to change his image from being a smart know-it-all kid to a kid that walks around wearing a bandana and a uh, sleeveless jean jacket and all that stuff. So There's no trivia here, but we do have a user review. 7 out of 10. Small wonder the bully slash the fearless five. A bully extorts money from Jamie's neighborhood club, which quickly reconsiders its boys-only policy via Vicky's strong-arm assistance. The cute episode opener with Joan teaching... Is there more? Okay. Vicky to cook brownies in a warm mom-daughter report. Tugged the heartstrings of many female viewers in fan mail. Vicky punches the door... This scene contains one of my five favorite endearing series shots, where poor too short Vicky teeters on tiptoes trying to peek over at the edge of Joan's batter bowl before Joan notices and fetches a stool for Vicky to stand on. S.I.P. at work. I don't know what that means. Uh, there is a goof. Vicky said she saw a John Wayne movie where he said, a man's gotta do what a man's gotta do. Wayne actually never said that. What he said in Stagecoach 1939 was, well, there's some things a man just can't run away from. Wayne also said in Hondo 1953, a man oughta do what he thinks is best. Well, this guy is clearly a John Wayne advocate and aficionado for the movies because there's no way in the world I ever would have known any of that. My dad was a, was a big John Wayne fan. He used to quote John Wayne from the movie True Grit at me and I would just always roll my eyes at him like oh dad seriously you're being weird. So there are many ways to connect to this podcast one of which is the Facebook page She's a Small Wonder, a Small Wonder podcast has its own Facebook page. Also, 
If you would like to find out about upcoming episodes, I usually do episodes once a month. You can go to LBOM, Wonder Years Podcast. That's where you'll find episodes on, I've covered the show, The Wonder Years. I'm working on Growing Pains. There is sporadic episodes from different seasons of Mr. Belvedere. There's the first season of Silver Spoons on there. And of course, I'm working my way through Small Wonder an episode a month at a time. So, alright, let's waste no time getting into this episode. So, we come out of the intro, and we're in the kitchen, and just as that review said, Joan is working at the kitchen island. She's got a cookie sheet with what looks like cookie dough. She's got a mixing bowl. She's got a couple other mixing bowls, smaller ones, that have other ingredients to go in. And... Vicky, she can see. She has like head and shoulders above the top of that kitchen island. But then Joan gets her a little stool. So that way if she wants to help do stuff or Joan wants her to, you know, feel included or be included, she has that option. So that way she's a little higher up. That way if she wants to bend over and like, you know, help spoon cookie dough onto the cookie sheet she can. Of course, it looks like she's already got a batch done as she goes to the oven. And of course, she's putting her finger in her her mouth. She's probably had her hands in that dough. It's like, that was still considered like salmonella. You could still get salmonella poisoning, I can imagine. Unless it's like different. Like nowadays, you're more at a risk than you were like 30 years ago. We'll find out if she's like sick as a dog and throwing up at the end of this episode, which I doubt. So she's kind of touching them with her fingers, the ones that are in the oven. And she's like, Vicky, can you get me the oven mitts? And I'm just thinking, I've put my hand in an oven sans oven mitts. And all you gotta do is actually, like, bump the top of your hand against the top part of the oven. I burned myself that way. It's like, you you really should have an oven mitt, or so, or pull the thing out if you need to, but don't just stick your bare hand in there. That is definitely a good way to get a burn. So, Joan is really reminiscent. She's enjoying this more than Vicky really is, because Vicky's a robot. And she, this reminds me when I was a little girl and helping my mother make cookies. So it's just like, she, no matter how many times Ted says, Honey, you need to treat Vicky like she's a robot. That's what she is. She's a machine. She's not a live actual child. You know, Joan wants a daughter. Jamie is not going to do any of this cookie baking with her. So she just relishes this fact. So even though Ted's like, she's a robot. Treat her like a robot. Use her like she's a machine. She's going to see her as a daughter. And what really is the harm in that? If she's getting her daughter fixed through Vicky, then fine. It's not hurting anybody. Like I said, Vicky might not be getting out of it what Joan is getting out of it, but it's not like Joan is saying, Ted, let's try for a daughter. We tried and failed in the last, like, ten years because we have Jamie, but... And she's like, yeah, I remember baking with my own mother, and now I'm baking with my... And then she dawns on her, like, oh, yeah, that's right, you're a robot. They had ten years after Jamie to try for a daughter. But I'm sure that Ted was so preoccupied with his work and probably his creation of Vicky. He's like, honey, no, I can't do this with you right now. I know you want a daughter, but I need to focus on my work. Here, I'll make you a daughter robot, and you can just... Yeah. This is a cute moment between Joan and Vicky. Oh, but I love you as if you were my own real human daughter. And she kisses Vicky on the forehead. And Vicky's like, I love you just as much. It's it's cute. It's cute. Thank goodness Ted is not here to interrupt this scene. He's like, honey, it's not a real girl. It's a robot. Why are you kissing her? reminds me when I was a little girl baking with my mother and now I'm a mother baking with my own little robot <laughs> oh but I feel like you're my own real little girl oh, and I love you just as much 
love you just as much. <laughs> Thank you, Vicky. You're welcome. Now put the flower in the bowl for me, okay? Okay. Well, at least Joan hasn't told Vicky, like, call me mom, call me mommy. That will make me feel that much more like your mother. And it will make you me feel even more like you're my real daughter. So she tells Vicky to go and put the bag of flour. She just says, put the flour in the egg mix. And she, of course, Joan turns her back so she can get something out of the fridge. Of course, the flour's not been opened. It's still sealed. And Vicky grabs it and just puts it right in that buttery mix. We have little mixing bowls with like nuts and like chocolate chips, and there's a, a mixing bowl that's got some eggs in there. And she turns, and Vicky's like, The flour is in the bowl. And Joan's like, Oh, good. And then she looks. It's like, Oh, Vicky, I guess I should explain myself. Well, you should have just opened the flour. You have everything else out and about and ready to go. You could have just had, but then again, did you want her to dump the entire content into the bowl? You got so many mixing bowls, you could have just as easily just put that flour into a mixing bowl. But then you'd have to explain the concept of a measuring cup to Vicky. Like, I need you to scoop this into here and then just take something, just cut off the, cut you know, scrape off the excess and then put that. But then again, it's like she'd have to actually demonstrate it and do it herself. So yeah, Joan is just like, she's, as Ted said, it's like you have to be, she takes things literally. So sometimes you do have to break it down step by step so she will understand it. And she will understand it. Just watch your wording. You hear a honk outside and Joan's like, oh, there's Ted. And I'm like, why is he honking? Did he get groceries for you? Oh, maybe he just honks to let her know that he's home. I've never known anybody to do that. My gosh! <laughs> now Joan is shit-talking Ted's mom. Like, oh, well, Ted never got any real home-baked goodies when he was a kid. His mom was a disaster in the kitchen. Like, Phew. I'm sure that Ted says that whenever he comes home and she's got fresh-baked cookies or brownies. Like, you know, Joan, I probably said this before, but you know how my mom was just absolutely horrid in the kitchen? Like, she was not June Cleaver, like, at all. He Ted comes in and he's like, hi, girls. So he says girls and not, hi, dear, hi, Vicky. So Vicky's still on the stool and she turns to face Ted but it's like uh, Tiffany Brissett is kind of like mouthing whether she's mouthing the words of what she has to say next. She's a like her mouth is moving, but almost like she's trying to think, okay, this is what I say next. Ted's kind of rose for, for Joan. That's sweet. Jeremy doesn't do that because I'm he knows I'm not into flowers and stuff like that. Plus we have a cat. You know, flowers and cats just, you don't know if those things could be. Some flowers can be poisonous for cats. That's why I'm like, you know what? I'd rather not take that chance. I mean, I could look at, you know, we have a rose bush that the people that lived here before planted. And I cut it up earlier. I, it was like earlier in the spring. And I just like... Because that stuff, like, grows so much. And it's like, I don't have time. It's not so much that I don't have time. I just, I don't have the patience for that stuff. I'm not a gardener. So I went and just, you know, cut it completely out of the ground. And, of course, now that it's warmer, the roses are sprouting up again. It's like, this is one of those annual, it's an, it's, it's an annual flower that just comes back every year, no matter how much you cut it. And it's been raining so much here that I'm not, I'm surprised that it's not as tall as the house at this point. So Ted's like, oh, a flower for the pretty lady? And of course, Vicky's like, thank you. And he's probably like, yeah, uh, that's actually for Joan. And he's like, no, I mean the other pretty lady, the one that controls my electric blanket. Is that a sex joke? What is that? <laughs> I, maybe it's, well, the look that he had on his face, like, the one who controls my electric blanket. What? Take from it what I will, I guess. So Vicky turns 
gives the flower to Joan, like, flower for the pretty lady, and Joan gives her a kiss, and Ted's all like, mm -hmm, what about me, the one who actually brought you the flower, kissy kissy. So while she's kissing on Ted, of course, Vicky is still back on the flower going in the bowl of butter. The flower goes in the, and she puts it in, like, oh, and I'm like, no, 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 oh, well, oh, well. There's more flowers where that came from. I'm sure he can just go and buy another. <laughs> Reminds me of Homer Simpson. <laughs> what episode was that from? Um, Some Enchanted Evening, I think. Was it? I think it was. <laughs> where Homer goes into <laughs> a flower shop. And he's like, uh, I want a flower. Uh, and the guy's like, what kind of flower? And Homer's like, you know, pretty ones, not dead. <laughs> and the guy's like, well, they have some long stem roses. They're $55 a dozen. He's like, uh, one please. <laughs> That'd be funny. Just go into a flower shop and say, I'm looking for some flowers. And they ask, well, what kind of flowers? Uh, you know, pretty ones, not dead. That flower's not real anyway, as Joan plucks it out of the butter. And Ted grabs Vicky under the armpits and pulls her off of the stool. So Ted's like, well, Vicky, what else did you learn from mom today? And she turns and looks at Ted and she says, I learned that your mother was a disaster in the kitchen and you never not got, you never got any home baked goods when you were a little boy. So Ted, of course, looks at Joan like, honey, why do you tell her that stuff? My mom's cooking wasn't that bad. And Joan just rolls her eyes and says, well, gee, then why did you say you use your mom's biscuits as a doorstop? Like, I'm sorry, but if you don't want that stuff repeated, don't tell it to her. Because she's going to tell it to Vicky. But he corrects her, like, well, I didn't say that I used them for a doorstop. I used them for a paperweight. I thought he was going to say I used them for hockey pucks. Well, we get the first mention of Jamie because it's been like five minutes and it's like, well, where is he? And Ted's like, cookie mommy. <laughs> and of course, Joan's like, no, down boy. These are for Jamie and his friends. Well, you know how young pre-adolescent boys love to stuff their mouths with cookies? So Jamie's got his little club mates over there and he's running for president. Well, if it's this clubhouse why doesn't he just name himself president? But then again, he probably wants to be fair. Ted's like, hmm, our son president's got a nice ring to it, doesn't it? And I'm like, yeah, that ain't never going to happen. <laughs> Dream on. Your son is a spoiled little butt. How many cookies does she make? She's got two batches all ready to go. She's working on a third. And I'm trying to think how many cookies usually can fit on a cookie sheet. I'd say probably if they're small enough between 12 and 24 but if you make 24 there's gonna be some tiny tiny cookies so maybe like 12 so 12 and 12 and 24 and 12 more is 36 how many kids he got out i'm sure reggie is one of those kids that's his best jamie's best buddy i also love how jones yellow pants match her multi is her shirt's got like it's almost like rainbow paint splatters you got your fuchsia you got your green you got your blue you got your yellow so ted's like hey jamie you think you're gonna be president and of course jamie starts listing off all these things aside from the cookies that i got i helped this guy with his homework i'm letting my best friend reggie borrow my baseball glove and he bought a kid named Kevin a milkshake. And he says that he loaned Willard 75 cents with no interest. If you really want to be elected president, tell him that he does not owe you the 75 cents. Just say, that's for you. Just remember to vote for me for president for the club. Thank you. So Joan's like, isn't that called bribery? And he's like, yeah, well, only if you lose. If you win, it's called bribery. Oh, wait, no, he says... If you win, it's called lobbying? Wait, hold on. Yeah, if you win, it's called lobbying. Everyone's sticking their fingers into that batter. Cookie dough must have been something that was safe to eat back in the day. Remember, people would, like, get, like, those tubes of cookie dough and just start munching on the top of it and work their way down. So, Jamie goes into the living room and Ted tells Joan that he ran for... 
he dabbled in politics in the fifth grade by um, heading the campaign for he wanted to be a chalkboard monitor. Okay. Uh, so what, you're electing yourself to erase the blackboard and then uh, clap all the erasers? What are you getting out of that other than the satisfaction of being a brown noser? And apparently he didn't win. Gina Pizzarelli did. And apparently she kissed all the boys during recess. Well, okay, um, this is interesting. <laughs> I'm going to play this clip. Back in the day with this, the, the gay shaming, why? But yeah, he said that Gina kissed all the boys to get the votes. And then Jonah's like, well, maybe that's something you should have done. You know, honey, I dabbled in politics when I was Jamie's age. Yeah, in fifth grade, I ran for chalkboard monitor. Did you win? No, Gina Pizzarelli did. She kissed all the boys during recess to get votes. Oh, well, maybe that's what you should have done. <laughs> I did. That's why I lost. <laughs> and after she said, maybe that's what you should have done, he's like, yeah, I did. That's why I lost. So, Jamie comes back into the kitchen with his baseball mitt and says, Hey, can you bring those cookies out to me and the guys? And Ted does like a Groucho Marx with the little cigar. Like, <laughs> so he's got four kids, one of which I remember from the movie Free Willy. He didn't play Jesse. He played the doofy that helped graffiti that uh, aquatic theme park. And the guy also is like, hey, Jesse, come with me. We're going to go rob houses together. And I'm working for so-and-so. I will be covering Free Willy for the podcast at some point. Most likely next year. Reggie's there and a couple other boys. This kid, I believe his name is Michael something or other, was in a couple episodes of The Wonder Years too. But they, as soon as Vicky and Jamie come out with those cookies, those boys just like, cookies. And he doesn't even get any. How many? Are there three little plates there? And they ate all of them. Were they shoving them in their mouths as fast as they could? Uh, There's four. Oh, my goodness. What can I say? Free adolescent boys. They got uh, bottomless stomachs, apparently. Well, look who it is! The boy from season three, Punky Brewster. What was his name again? Farley something? I gotta go grab my phone. So yeah, I was right. Um, He's played by Brent Chalem, who plays Willard. He played in Punky Brewster. He played Farley Spud. What was Spud's last name? Only in eight things. Oh, he played Bat Boy in Quantum Leap. I've never seen it. He played Miller in season five of Mr. Belvedere. I gotta get back to doing some Mr. Belvedere ups. Oh, this is mean. And Dance Till Dawn, his character's name is Tubby. What? And something called Home Free. Oh, good grief. A psychopath second grader starts knocking off his schoolmates one by one in order to make an. Troll of the Lunch Line? What? Is this a weird goof film? Who's that dude? Ugh. Anyway. <laughs> Farley Spud Blugner. Okay. He was also a Monster Squad. And something called Moving Violations. Boy Hit by Car in Road film? What is this supposed to be? A laugh film? Goofy students of remedial driver's education class find themselves butting heads with their abusive police instructors. You know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of Crash Course. Which is kind of like Daniel Sildon because it gives you all the characters from a lot of the shows. Uh, Crash Course had Rob Stone from Mr. Belvedere, uh, Olivia Diabo from Wonder Years, um... Uh, Tina Yothers, who played Jennifer on Family Ties. Alyssa Milano, who played Sam Maselli on Who's the Boss. Jack A. Um, and a slew of other people I can't quite remember. And has the awesome song called We Be Driving. You can look that up on YouTube. It's such a catchy song. It will get stuck in your head for days on days. But, um, yeah, 
Harriet's apparently going to make an appearance. And all the boys will say, get out of here, Harriet. We don't like you. You are a girl. You're gross. This is a boys only club. Also, RIP for Brent Chalum. He passed away in 97. He was only 22 years old. But it looks like... Small Wonder was his... Both in 85. Small Wonder was his second role. And he just is putting everything to him. Like, wait, you're a girl. No girls allowed. Apparently they're called the Fearless Five. So, of course, Jamie's like, all right, Vicky, get out of here. Go back in the house. And he waves goodbye. And she says the exact same thing and waves. And the kids kind of look at her like, okay, what a weirdo. This boy, the the one from Free Willy, is like checking out her ass as she walks back. She's a, they don't know she's a robot. And Jamie refers to Vicky as his cousin. So they're still sticking with that. Yeah, that kid really is checking at her out. Like, whatever. <laughs> He's wearing a shirt that says USA 19... Is that 84 or 54? I think it's an 8. Maybe, is that a 6? I can't tell. It might be an 8. So, Reggie calls this meeting to order for the presidential campaign speeches. And Jamie, it's just, he is so full of hot air. Like, you should vote for me because I'm humble and I'm this and I'm... You're not any of those things. Jamie, you're a little butt. But whatever. Maybe he'll grow out of it in the next three seasons. The presidential debate. Jamie, what's your opening statement? Why should we vote for you? You should vote for me because I'm humble but intelligent. (laughs) I think the Fearless Five should fight evil wherever we find it. If we can't find any evil, we should do other stuff instead. <laughs> like go to Richie Kimmelman's house. His dad keeps his gallstones in a jar on the mantle. <laughs> and the Fearless Five should stick together until we die or until we're very old, whichever comes first. <laughs> and remember, the clubhouse is in my backyard and the cookies are my mother's specialty. Thank you. <laughs> So he says all this stuff about fighting evil and that we'll remain together until we either grow old or die, whichever comes first. But the things that he brings up that kind of puts it in his favor is the fact that the clubhouse does belong to him. It is in his backyard. Those cookies came from his mother. She made them. And that's pretty much it. But he says he's intelligent, which I mean, whatever. It's a stretch. I mean, you can be smart about something, maybe. But we're only, like, this is only the eighth episode, so. You've done a lot of stupid things so far, Jamie, so uh, I'm not really, you're not inspiring any confidence in that right now. Oh, this boy looks like he's about to object. Like, how dare you? Who cares if we're in your backyard, it's your treehouse, and we just ate your mom's cookies? This kid's got a watch, so, and he's got a buttoned-up shirt that makes him look like one of those little boy geniuses that... Always raises his hand to class. Always has the right answer. Is this the one that Jamie did his homework for him? No, this kid's like, hey, Willard, what's your mom's specialty? And he's like, pickle pig's feet. And I'm like, ugh. I mean, whatever. If you're into it, great. But, ugh. Pickle bologna is as far as I go. Willard is so proud of this fact. He's like, pickle pig's feet. The other kids are, like, holding their nose like they're in mouth. Like they're about to, like, retch all over the ground out there that is a small that does not even constitute as a or qualify for a backyard it's like every time we go into this backyard there's something different there's like a brick wall where there was probably like a fence separating their yard from the um the uh harriet uh the brindle brindle so no one else wanted to be president I guess it's between Willard and Jamie, and like, yeah, we don't need to hear your opening statement there, Willard. Uh, Pig's feet, you've said enough. It's between Willard and Jamie, and I'm sure they're all going to vote for Jamie until this little goober bully with uh, hair that could rival Edward Cullen comes in. Like, oh, I hear you're voting for president. 
I'm gonna nominate myself. What in the world? Oh my gosh, was I right? This kid's got red in his hair. Like, he definitely took a can of, like, that funny spray stuff that you put in your hair in Halloween. As soon as they're, like, getting ready to vote, this kid just wanders into the... Who are you? And how dare you come into a yard un unwelcome? He just throws that Willard <laughs> across... Throws him right into the side of the house. That poor kid. Who's this... Ugh. I already don't... Eddie Panetti lives. This is prepubescent Eddie Panetti. This kid looks like he wants to plow down everybody with his fists. It's like, I heard the fearsome five is having an election today and I thought I'd come in and nominate myself. These kids are all backed up against the side of the house. Like, ah, ah, whatever you want, Ernie. Eddie. Oh, he calls them the frightened five. And Jamie's like, no, it's the fearless five. This kid talks out the side of his mouth. <laughs> what in the world? How, who gave him direction? It's like he's talking out the side of his mouth. Like, <laughs> he's straight up barking. I can't believe this clip. How about me? having a big election today. It's the Fearless Five, and this meeting's for members only. So, I'm a member, an you important member. You are not. What are you talking about? I'm your new president. I object. You object? Yeah. If anybody objects, the new president is gonna punch his lights out. <laughs> there are four of you. Actually, Object isn't quite the word I meant. Approved, it'd be closer. <laughs> Jamie, don't be a better. pussy. You guys collect dues for the privilege of being in this club, right? Yeah. How much? 25 cents a week. From now on, it's a dollar a week. A dollar What do we get for our dollar? Protection. A chance to stay alive. <laughs> Sounds like a good deal. <laughs> necessities in life. Breathing. <laughs> I don't have a doll right now. Me neither. Same here. <laughs> hey, I'm understanding. I'm going to give you all till tomorrow to come up with the money. Be sure to be here with the bucks. <laughs> Jamie, that kid is on your turf. There are five of you. You all could beat the living crap out of that kid. Why are you letting him push you around and throw you into the side of the house? This kid's like, I'm the president, and I'm going to start collecting dues for protection so I don't have to slam my fist in your face. And apparently the dues are like 25 cents a week, and the guy's like, make it a dollar, and I'll be back tomorrow to collect. I'm surprised that Ted and Joan didn't come out and say, what the hell is going on out here? Who the hell are you? I know these kids. Why are you and my son in our yard on our party? I would have, ugh. Ugh, I would have hung that kid up from that treehouse by his feet. I mean, seriously, there are five kids there and only one of Ernie. All five of you could have taken him. Even sleeveless boy who was checking out Vicky's behind. Lock that gate. I'm surprised it's not already locked with how many appearances that Harriet seems to make over the course of seven episodes. That kid looks like he can be related to Harriet with that red hair. So now we're up at uh, Jamie's bedroom. And he's like, man, I'm not going to get any sleep tonight. That kid Ernie's face is going to be in my nightmares. So he's like, all right, Vicky, it's bedtime. Go in your closet. Good night. And she's like, okay, see you in the morning. So Ted and Joan come up probably to kiss Jamie goodnight and put him to bed or read him a story or find out what the hell was going on out in that uh, that's not even a driveway it's not even a backyard what would you even call that an enclosure so they come in like hey you're still up huh oh is Vicky in her cabinet and Jamie's like yeah and they go and open it anyway like what you didn't believe him she looks at them like wow good morning it sure was a short night <sighs> why did you do that can't take your kid's word at his word? He looks visibly irritated, like, Why did you wake me up? 
So, uh, big old Vicky the Blabbermouth here reveals that uh, Jamie's not okay. Vic, uh, Ernie is giving him a hard time and all this stuff. So, I bet Ted's dealt with bullies in his day. Or maybe he was a bully in his day. And he's like, uh-huh, we thought something might be wrong. We wonder why you're so quiet at dinner. I'm like, well, then why didn't you ask him? Are you waiting for him to spill the beans? Because he's already upstairs in bed. If you hadn't even have figured to ask Vicky or Vicky hadn't spilled the beans, it would have been breakfast time before you're like, gee, son, you were sure quiet yesterday. We gave you time to think about coming to us. You know, we always want to hear your problems and come up with solutions and everything. But now you just look very depressed. Apparently this Ernie's got a, a title. It's called Rotten Ernie. Rotten Hell Ernie. No, I added that. So Jamie pretty much tells them that Ernie elected himself president of their club and that they all have to pay him a dollar a week or he'll pound their faces. So Ted's like, oh, don't worry, Jamie. Everyone runs into a bully once in a while. You just got to learn how to deal with them. So is he going to teach Jamie how to have a beatdown or something like that? You know, defend himself, all that good stuff, like boxing. And he's like, running away is not the answer, Jamie. You need to stand up to this bully. I'm like, you all five of you could stand up to him. You could have done that yesterday. Why does it take Vicky to solve your problems? All you gotta do is give that kid a good, quick, swift kick in the balls, and you are set. That kid will not even look at you again. Ew! He just said, hey, Dad, it's hard to talk when you're sucking on someone's fa- That is nasty. That- is so weirdly sexual. <laughs> so many levels. <laughs> and Jonah's like, don't worry. I'm sure his bark is worse than his bite. Just if he threatens you, you walk away. Yes, Joan, because all problems in life can be solved by just turning away and walking in the other direction. I'm sure Vicky's even going to call out that bullshit. Like, <laughs> are you serious? Have you seen this dude? And she pretty much makes her point clear. Like, Jamie, I do not want you fighting that kid. She's like, oh, honey, don't worry. I'm sure you won't have to pay him a dollar. Yes, because he'll just go away quietly on his own. Not. Joan is really the one that did all the, like, you're not doing this, you're not doing that, just walk away. Ted really barely even opened his mouth. Like, oh, running away is not the answer, son. Like, 80s parenting, I guess. You know, I don't know what to say other than that. We'll give you some helpful hints. We'll shoot down your suggestions. Running away, definitely don't do that. You're not going to pay him a dollar. Just walk away from him. How many tote bags and duffel bags does Jamie have hanging from his door? I count at least, like, four. There's one for running away. There's one for maybe if he goes to the library and needs to load up on books. This kid does not read. Comic books, yes. Book books, no. Oh, and he's got a calendar on the outside of his door, so that way he can mark down, like, the... Uh, I, I don't know. That just, it seems so ineffective to have a calendar on the outside of your door. Oh, Ted is, um, he's like, honey, I'll be there in a minute. He's gonna give Jamie some real advice. Let's hear what Daddy Ted here has to give his son. Like... Share an experience. Like, when I was your age, I got beat up by somebody. This is what I did. It worked for me. It may work for you. I'd be like, son, you have the advantage of, like, four other kids. And there's just one Ernie. Seriously. Come on. None of them has said anything. Like, there's power in more than one person. Like, as a group. Or what is it that... Like, in the season two opener of Punky Brewster, the KO Kid, all those kids gathered together to take on that bully, and she backed away. Like, boom, she's gone. And that person had, that girl had red hair and a freckle face. It's almost like a stereotype. Like, why are you making the redheads with freckled faces all bullies? Jamie, your mother's absolutely right. Fighting is not the way to solve a problem. But just between us, if somebody attacks you, you should at least be able to defend yourself. Yep, just between us. You go to sleep. I don't sleep. Well, fake it. Fake it. <laughs> All right, Jamie. I'm going to show you how to protect yourself. 
Now, I know this Ernie is bigger than you are, but you have to remember that speed is more important than size. I found that out when I was your age. You beat up a kid because you were so fast? No, I was big and he was fast. Can you raise my allowance a dollar a week? So he's like, okay, uh, can you raise my allowance to a dollar a week? Because Ted's like, no, I was big and he was fast. This kid. I thought for a second he was going to say, no, I was actually the bully to this kid. But now we cut from com- come back from commercial. We got the Small Wonder logo in yellow. They're still in Jamie's room. Give me a break, Ted. You couldn't hit anything. Nothing about you screams I'm going to beat the shit out of somebody if they taunt me. But then again, I'm sure anybody could kick anybody's ass if they're provoked enough. Okay, my go-to move, of course, is the groin. You kick in the groin, you grab in the groin, you take him down, boom. I remember one time in third grade, was it third grade or second grade? One of those two grades, um, it was recess time and these two boys were getting in a fight and this one kid... Like, had this guy on the ground, he just started kicking him in the back. I'm like, I think that is, I couldn't believe, like, what I was even witnessing was just so horrible. Jamie, I really don't want you to get in a fight with this bully. But just in case there's no way out, let old dad uh, show you a few pointers, all right? Okay. Let me use this to demonstrate. Okay. Now, Bobo is the bully. So your best weapon is what we call the old one-two punch. Now what you do is you jab with your left hand like that. And before he has time to react, you cross with the right like that, see? It goes something like this. <laughs> you, uh, you get the idea, Jamie. <clears throat> yeah, the bobo just got in a lucky punch. <laughs> All right, Jamie, yeah, you try it here. It's not gonna be that easy, Dad. Yeah, I know, I know. Just give it a try here. Okay, is this right? Okay, that's right. Okay, jab at it. Okay, now keep keep your left up a bit. That's right. That's 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 right. Just keep that's practicing. It. You'll have it in no time, Jamie. This off by your face. But just remember, Jamie, this is only for self-defense. Don't worry. I'm not starting a fight with anything I can't let the air out of. <laughs> so he has Jamie trying this clown, which I figured that was the only reason that inflatable clown thing was there. But it's like, I thought it was like, you have to hold like one fist up by your face so that way when you're hitting him with one thing and the guy comes back, you'll be able, I mean, don't you gotta protect a part of your face? It's like you hit him with one and he comes back and then as he's coming at you from one side, you jab him in the face with, on the other side with, I don't know. I've never been in a fight. I don't want to be in a fight. I am not a confrontational person. It's so warm. What is the temperature? It's like 1130 almost at night. What time? Ugh. It's so warm in here. 69 degrees. Ugh. I I know it's been cold for so long and now I feel bad for like it's too hot. I can't breathe in here. I don't think that I mean what he's doing here as he's holding the doll with his down with his foot. I mean not the doll, this inflatable clown face thingy, holding it down with his foot and he's gonna start ramming it with both his fists. Oh my gosh, guys, I don't know what irritates me more. Jamie calling himself the Big J or Ricky from Silver Spoons calling himself the Ricker? Uh, you know what? I, st- I still gotta go with Ricky from Silver Spoons calling himself the Ricker because he's like, the Ricker. Like, he's like, this, uh, I don't know. I've never given myself a title. I n- never in my life, like, mm, I don't have a confidence for that stuff. Even if I did, it's like giving yourself a title like that. It's just, I think it's kind of lame. He, <laughs> yeah, your little dink backyard that is like smaller than a one-story garage or a um um one-car garage. It's so small. I mean, if you took that treehouse out of it, it would create that much more space. He's pretending to slap the <laughs> No, he's pretending to slap Ernie across the face. The kind that you would do in the Three Stooges. Whack, 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 whack. 
So the boys of the club is having a little powwow. Jamie and Reggie are up at uh, the top of the ladder. And Reggie's like, hey, maybe Ernie will forget what he said yesterday. You know bullies. Reggie, come on. Do they ever forget anything that they say they're going to do? No. He's like, maybe he was just trying to scare us. Like, kid, he didn't have to try. He scared the shit out of you. I mean, you were all backed against the wall, wetting yourselves in fear. Are you kidding me? He finally dawns on the realization. Like, I'm not giving him a dollar. And there's five of us. Yeah, there was five of you yesterday, too, when you were all backed up against the side of the house. Not to mention, there's actually six of you if you include Vicky. So Willard's like, hey, I'm with Jamie. There's five of us. We can take him. I'm like, Willard, you can take that kid just on weight alone. He's like, oh, I wasn't that scared yesterday. Of course, who comes walking in? But what? That gate is open. I told you to lock it. This Ernie thinks he's real hot shit with his red splotchy hair, his bedazzled jean jacket, his rolled up sleeves. Like, ugh. again, he takes Willard and sla Ernie slams him right on the side of the house between the siding and the brick wall. That poor kid is going to have a concussion. So all the kids but Jamie are giving Ernie their dues, their dollars. And he's like, hey, shrimp, give me your dollar. And Jamie's like, I'm not giving you anything. The guy's like, how would you like me to rip your shirt into it? And I'd be like, uh, how would you like me to rip your dick off of your body? Because I'm gonna. Stop trying to reason with the bully, Jamie. You will never win. So, yeah, Jamie's trying to raise him with this Ernie, and he's like, oh, we don't have to fight. I'm just gonna, we don't have to hurt each other. I'm just gonna hurt you. Was there a mic drop, or did someone let out a really weird fart? Because I've got to play this clip. Like, what was that? Someone drop a boom mic somewhere in the background? Look, Ernie, we don't have to fight. We just have a little disagreement. We don't have to hurt each other over a little dollar, right? Right, we don't have to hurt each other. I'm just gonna hurt you. <laughs> oh yeah? Well, I can handle myself. Oh yeah? Oh yeah. <laughs> so Jamie and Ernie go fisticuffs, and now we cut to Jamie's bedroom as he comes and he's facing Vicky. We don't see his face. He's like, I gotta talk to Dad about that one-two punch, and he turns to face us, the audience, and whoever in the makeup department. Made this the bluest, purplest, blackest, pinkest, black eye that so everybody that's in the back row of the studio audience can see that he's got a black eye. Like, we get it. He's got a black eye. It doesn't have to go through all five shades in less than a minute. It isn't even really completely on his eye. It's more like just to the side of his eye. It's more on his cheek. So Jamie's worried that his mom is going to be angry because she said, no, don't fight Jamie. Just talk to him and reason, whatever. So Vicky comes out like John Wayne, who just got off a horse and is walking with bent legs like, a man's got to do what a man's got to do. I'm sorry. R.I.P. John Wayne, I am sorry. I just insulted your acting and I did not mean it. That impression was horrible. Blech. Um, yeah. <laughs> and you can hear it in Tiffany's voice as she almost is smiling and trying hard not to laugh at this impression. So Ricky... <laughs> Ricky... <laughs> Whoops. Jamie takes out these risky business Tom Cruise wearing glasses. Because, yeah, that always worked. Remember in Karate Kid, Daniel got his ass beat by Johnny and the other Cobra Kai? And he puts on those glasses and his mom's like, Oh, take your glasses off. Let me see your beautiful baby browns. He's like, no, no, no. I'm not taking it. Fine, I'll take, okay, I'll take them off. And she's like, oh my gosh, what happened to your beautiful face? Okay, I think I'm getting delusional. It's so hot in this room. What? He says, I feel more like Boy George. Why? He says, I sure don't feel like John Wayne right now. I feel more like Boy George. What? That joke makes no sense. Who wrote that? Someone who does not like Boy George. 
So he's like, all right, I gotta pay Ernie a dollar here. Okay, I'm gonna open up a window because I am getting so... Oh, there go more books on the floor. Um, <laughs> it is getting so hot. It's already... Oh, why is it so warm? I know I'm gonna be complaining once it's like October and it's like 30 degrees outside. Well, that'll be nice. It's late. Hopefully there's not too much traffic on this road. There shouldn't be. Oh, I was gonna say, I told Jimmy earlier... And I was like, dang, where's my phone? Where's my phone? I gotta get a picture. Because there was a deer walking right along the sidewalk on the side of the house. I'm like, oh, me, and where's my phone? And I'm like, by the time I see my phone there, it's like, the deer's already long gone down past our driveway. So I was like, oh, well, it was cute. Luckily, it didn't go into the street and didn't, didn't get hit by a car. I hope it didn't anyway. So, Jamie has Vicky count out a dollar in pennies. And he's like, hey, do you think mom and dad will, like, notice if I wear these sunglasses around the house? When has it ever worked for anybody? You wear sunglasses in the house, the first thing someone's going to say, like, what happened? Did someone punch you in the face? You have a black eye. Yeah. So, she spills all the pennies because he poured out half of them. And apparently that's not enough for a dollar because you need at least 100 pennies. She dumps out all the others, which proceed to spill onto the floor. Some even roll under his bed, which is like two feet away from his desk. It's like, eh, eh, I can't reach it. Vicky, lift up the bed. You know she's going to, like, lift up the bed with one hand. It's like, wow, Vicky, you really are strong. Well, she lifted you up one time, didn't she? If that's not enough, uh... To convince you, I don't know. Hey, look, there's Odie on his nightstand. And there's even Elvin up uh, from the chipmunks on his other one. Wait a minute. So finally, because she lifted the bed, and Jamie gets the idea of, hey, how that's it. How dumb could I be? Vicky, you're going to take care of this problem for me. You're going to go kick Ernie in the balls. And then you're going to lift him up above your head and fling him out of the backyard for me. Where he'll probably proceed to hit the brick wall. And hopefully have a concussion. And lose his memory. There is a book. I have not read it. It's by Gordon Corman called Restart. Where there's a bully. Like he was doing like a prank or jumping off the roof of his house. He gets the amnesia. Doesn't remember who he is. But everyone at school. This kid is bullied like everybody at school. And there all these kids are, are like what's happened because you're not the same guy they like this kid doesn't realize why everyone in school hates his guts i gotta read that book because it's such an interesting premise that i don't know has it been done before where a bully gets amnesia and he ends up being nice like what's gonna happen with the end result because eventually people don't they usually if they get amnesia and they well on tv they end up getting their memory back so Vicky's like, I'm not programmed for that. And she, he's like, don't worry about it, Vicky. I'll show you. See this clown? You're going to punch this thing right in the face. And of course, you know, when she hits that thing, it is going to go through that wall. Or it is going to pop. It's going to do one of those two things. Yeah, it basically went flying backwards. You hear the... Is that a bathroom in there or is that a closet? I can't tell. It might be a little dink bathroom with just a toilet and a sink in it. Look at that big Elvin. He still got it. That was in the pilot episode. I think there's he's still got that little blackboard that says clean your room. Those kids loved that scene. Like, ah! <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> he looks at her like, whoa, I can't believe you just did that. Like, this is episode eight. Are you really surprised by anything that Vicky does when it comes to her strength? And he looks at her like, wow, what a punch. And she repeats it. And I'm like, I bet after she punches that kid, she's going to be saying that. Wow, what a punch. And she looks at her fist. He said Bobo Ernie. Like that inflatable clown is Bobo. Hit this Bobo. He's always winking at her. That clarifies, like, got what I just said? Wink so I know you get it. Okay, good. He's got a whisper in her ear. She's right there. Nobody is in that room with you. You can just talk normally. We all want to hear this plan. Why aren't you sharing it with us, Jamie? Why do we have to wait to find out? Are they waiting for him to show up? That kid, of course, is taking Ernie's taking a spot on the quote-unquote throne or top of the ladder. 
All the kids are looking at him like, geez, Jamie, time to pay your dues. Let's go so we can get this over and this kid will leave us alone. At least for today. Oh, he was looking at her like, oh, what is this, another club member? I can always use another dollar a week. And Jamie's like, uh, she's not giving you a dollar. I'm like, get the hell out of my backyard! This kid is all like, oh, I'm a bully, so I can, like, talk to you whoever I want, even though I'm on your property. What is with that kid with this exaggerated attention camera? As he's mo his jaw looks like it's unhinged and it's just out of control. I want to play this clip as he calls Ernie Big Mouth. You hear someone in the audience go, whoa. That was just a lucky punch, Big Mouth. <laughs> Isn't it fun when the adults have as much fun as the kids in the audience do? <laughs> so J Jamie, of course, has all the confidence in the world that Vicky is going to kick this kid's ass. So he's like calling him a big mouth, saying this guy's nothing, he's a marshmallow, he's a big giant puss puss. But Ernie wastes no time, like, just hopping off of the top of that ladder. What has he got his beef against Willard? Like, he was climbing down and, like, backhanded Willard, like, from behind. Like, oh, Like, that poor boy slammed into the siding, smacked in the face from behind. Oh my goodness, this poor boy. Poor Willard. So Reggie's like, hey, Jamie, if you die, can I get your baseball glove? And it's like, uh, I'm not, I can't, and he's not even looking at the, I can handle this kid. Even my cousin Vicky here can handle him. And then the, the, the line that they give this Ernie's like, look, it's a sawed off Bob Hope. Like, what? What the, like, basically, he's a comedian. <laughs> That kid finds that so funny. He's like... <laughs> <laughs> so, Jamie just turns his head, looks at Vicky, and says, Vicky, do your thing. Can <laughs> play this clip? This kid is such a, a dork. He is such a, a moron. <laughs> Don't hurt me. <laughs> As Vicky, like, grabs him and, like, lifts him in the air. I'm like, <laughs> Don't piss yourself. <laughs> playing this clip. This kid is such a piece of crap. <laughs> this kid's a sawed-off Bob Hope. <laughs> Vicky, do your thing. Do my thing. <laughs> Don't hurt me. <laughs> hey, cut it off right now. Say pretty please. Pretty please. Yeah, you're a puss. Now that's the way to talk to the big J. Oh, Hang him up on that hook, Vicky. <laughs> Man, I don't believe this. Really? Vicky, show Ernie your punch. Ernie, oh, this no. is my punch. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want, big J? Just name it, I'll do it. First, give us our money back. You've got it. You've got it. <laughs> Here, have some of mine, too. <laughs> okay, take him down, Vicky. Now get out of here, Ernie, and never come back. Don't worry. I'd rather go to the moon. You come back and you will. <laughs> Let go, Vicky. Man, that little chick must be on steroids. Probably. <laughs> So Vicky lifts Ernie into the air, and you hear this. <laughs> He's like taking this big. <laughs> she puts him on this hook that looks like that's probably where like a flag would be, and uh, basically Ernie gives them their money back and some of his own money, and. Jamie's like, hey, Vicky, show Ernie your one-two punch. And he's right by that door that leads into the garage, and she punches right through it. And the kid is like, ah. I'm like, yeah, that's what it would look like if your dick were missing. So make like a tree and get the hell out of here. And he's, Jamie says, do not come back, or else Vicky will send you to the moon. You'll find out what that's like. And of course, before Ernie leaves, he's like, oh, that chick must be on steroids. Like, well, I doubt it. All the kids cheer. Like, Vicky, you're the best. We're going to make you the club president. Forget about Jamie. 
Now we're in the kitchen. Jamie is drinking from a glass. He's taking his sunglasses off, which apparently you need to do that to drink a gl glass of whatever. I mean, how dark are those sunglasses? How long have they been gone? For eight hours? <laughs> and they brought home two bags of groceries. So, of course, they're going to notice the hole in the garage door. So, right away, Joe notices the sunglasses. Like, why are you wearing sunglasses? Like, oh, um, when I open the fridge, uh, the light hurts my eyes. It's like, really? Take the glasses off as she pulls them off his face and notices the black eye. Immediately, she's like, oh my gosh, your eye, Jamie! And Vicky's like, he thinks he's Boy George. Or he feels like Boy George. And Joe's like, you've been fighting with that boy, haven't you? And... Ted's like, that's it? I am talking to that kid's father. Like, uh, no, I... If that kid, if that dad is anything like his kid, I would not do that. Granted, there were, like, five witnesses there, so if you wanted to, you could, like, maybe get some money out of this. Like, hey, my kid's having issues with his sight now because you popped him right in the eye, and now we have to see a specialist to get it corrected. You're gonna pay the medical bills. Of course, Ted's like, how big is his father? It's like, how the hell would Jamie know that? So he's like, all right, that's it. I don't care. I'll just go. And John's like, no, 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 no. You don't need to. Jamie's like, don't worry about it, Dad. And Vicky took care of it. She slammed him into the wall. It's good. He will not bother us again. She threatened to rip his dick off. It's all good. He's like, Ernie won't be bothering us anymore. And the gloating voice of Ted is like, oh, you mean you won, huh? My boy. He's a real George Foreman. <laughs> of course it's alright, that's my boy! As Jonah's like, come on, honey, I will not condone this. Don't encourage this behavior. Of course Ted's like, oh, son, I do not approve of this. Don't ever do it again. She's like, of course a mother would say, I don't like this, fighting is wrong. Well, Joan, how would you have handled it? Talked him out of fighting him and out of... Jamie having to owe this kid money? Some kids, apparently you just cannot reason with them. Granted, I don't like fighting either. But what else can you do? Get a restraining order? So Ted sits down at the table and says, Hey, have you had your uh, president elections for your club? It is going on midnight. Who is tuning up their damn motorcycle? Damn it. It's hot enough as it is with this window closed. But Jamie's kind of disappointed. Let me guess, Vicky was named club president? I bet she was. And Ted's like, well, who won? And Vicky chimes in with, I am the president of the Fearless Five. Well deserved. I mean, she was able to kick Ernie's ass when Jamie couldn't. He is fearless number six. I bet as we go on, this club is not even going to be mentioned again. And Ted's like, I thought girls weren't allowed in your club. What is this, the He-Man Woman Haters Club from the Little Rascals? And Jamie's like, well, they are if they can punch a hole in the door. And Vicky's like, punch a hole in the door. No, 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 Vicky, no. You don't need to be punching holes in anything. Of course, that's how the episode ends. As she goes over to the kitchen slash living room door and punches a hole right through it. The kids like bust a gut laughing in the audience. Like, ah, oh my gosh, look at that. And that is pretty much the episode. I thought it was cool. I mean, I seen pictures how this ends. Vicky grabs him and pushes him up against the side of the garage. Emphasizes what she's gonna do to him by punching a hole through his body. Emphasis on going through her fist through the door is enough to make him piss himself and run away crying and screaming. And throwing money all over the place. Like, here, take my money! Take it all! I guess my lesson for this is, I'm with Joan. Guys, if there's another way to work something out, do not fight someone. You're gonna get hurt. If you're a grown adult, you could get uh, arrested for assault. And that is the last thing you don't need an arrest on your record. You don't need a record, period. Why is this all wet on the bottom? Damn it. Ay vey, I tell ya, I tell ya. Alright, let's look at uh, next month's episode. Now I gotta find it. Brett Here we go. Alright. Season 1, Episode 9, entitled Slightly Dishonorable, which aired on November 2nd, 1985. This is a repeat. We've seen an episode like this. It may not have been the focus of the episode, but he's done this. 
Jamie uses Vicky's new read and scan computer program to do his school reports for him. She does such a good job, though, that his teacher wants to move Jamie to the honors class. But when his parents find out, which of course they would, they give him the chance to come clean on his own. What is the other episode that was like this? I know there's got to be another one that I've already got. Well, I can't remember. Maybe it might have been The Sitter. It might have been that one. Yeah, where he's having her do his homework. Ugh, bae. Let's see. What other stuff happens? This Wait, I've covered that one already. Um, let's see. Hey, after Slightly Dishonorable, we'll head into double digits with the adoption. The Brindles are back. Ugh. Mrs. Brindle, I hate you. I hate you. Your whole family. I hate them. Hate them all. Which is funny because it has, it has Harry in the credits, but where the hell? She never came in once. Not once. Oh, well. It's probably just as well. Like, I, I, when we don't see the Brindles, it's a good episode. All right. Well, I'll be back in later in July with Slightly Dishonorable. Have a wonderful holiday week next week. And please be safe when you're playing with the fireworks. Kids, do not play with that stuff. Don't play with matches. Adults, please be courteous of those that don't want to hear fireworks at 2 a.m. Thank you. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye-bye.